0: What's up, baby?
1: (laughs) You ready to come back? (laughs) Yeah, bro. Let's get it.
0: (laughs) Welcome back, everybody. You already know what this is. Say uh, just awkwardness, <laughs> awkward just say, silence. Heck
1: yeah, let's get it.
0: Let's esh get it. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to uh to Danny Norton's guide to how to get more matches on Tinder. Mm-hmm. Uh, step one is delete Tinder. <laughs> so then Danny Norton can have all the matches to match with the girls but then ironically Uh, at the same time they end up not matching with him (laughs) so now he has zero alright I'll see you guys next time (laughs) bro I've been waiting to do that like all week (laughs) so I'm sorry
1: what's step two though bro finish the guide step one I said delete Tinder. Oh. <laughs> so
0: I can get all the matches, which I don't.
1: <laughs> but then step two, what's your what's your line? Uh, <clears throat> yo, what's your snap? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and if that fails, I hit him with the
1: Yo, let me get your snap. That's the more gentle version. Permissible. Mm-hmm. It's like a Yeah, it's it's the polite version. It's still like decisive, but it's also like.
0: Old and non douchey version. Yeah. Alright, first up. Come on, give me some. And to Matt. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. On This Podcast, I'm your co-host, Danny Norton, here with my boy Justice Gill,
1: Bro, this is episode seven.
0: Episode seven. I know I missed last week. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hon- <laughs>
1: nah, we won't talk about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> 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 yeah, I was talking to myself last week. Actually mm. we had a we had a random dude just walk in off the street. He was like, Can I film a podcast with you guys? And we were like, Heck yeah. yeah, Danny's not here.
0: And apparently I decided to show up in the second
1: half, so mm-hmm. The yeah. second half, Danny came and he was like, Who was this dude? And we kicked him out. But.
0: Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. That was just a joke because I was a tool last last <laughs> week. Whatever, man. We, we we're improving. We're getting there. Yeah. Man, how was your uh can you ask me how my weekend was? Can I make up for last week? <laughs> I'm sorry, bro, like
1: <laughs> uh no nah, bro I don't want it.
0: Not good. Let's get to the question then. <laughs> <laughs> Look at, right to the question.
1: Uh, how was your week, bro? How was your weekend too? No,
0: no, it was good. <laughs> Friday night chilled out, man. Vibed mm-hmm. out. Connor wasn't back yet, so you and I just vibed out that day. Mm-hmm. Um, Friday we got lunch with Sean. Had I class, whatever. Mm-hmm. And just chilled out. Yeah, just read some books, finished one of my books up. Saturday, vibed out again. We went to the bookstore. Mm-hmm. I'll let you tell him about that later. But uh, got some books, had some fun there. Um, Went with Connor, you know, as much as he hated that <laughs> on Saturday. And then, you know, we played our favorite game on Saturday night for a little bit, you know, a little bit of Minecraft for the boys. Yeah. Uh, Sunday was good, too. Went down the lake with Sean, you, me, him, and Connor. Mm-hmm. First time I ever went down there like that far. I keep telling people that today. And they're like, What? <laughs> you haven't been down there? I'm like, Well, I've been kind. Of, I've been close to there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, went, got some food, burgers, and burgers. Uh, chilled out, man. Good vibes. Mm-hmm. What about you? How was your weekend?
1: Well, I did most of what you mentioned, too. Whoa! <laughs> well, dude! What? we did it completely separately. Like it was an accident. We just saw each other everywhere we were going. We were like, No way, bro. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, no, Friday was was chill. Um, Saturday was super nice, going to the bookstore. Um, Definitely enjoyed that. Um, And then yesterday, yesterday was super dope, bro. I forget the name of the place we went.
0: Cafe Benelux.
1: Yeah. One of the best burgers I've had in months. It was so good, bro. I cannot pronounce it. It was a spicy i'm not even gonna attempt it cyclista cyclista
0: it's like it's like cyclist with an a at the end cyclista
1: cyclista whatever it was so good oh my goodness it was blended Mm, toppings Mm. yeah bro it was definitely intimate um (laughs) but me and danny went with sean um yeah it was good good vibes good vibes all around um and then yeah, the Minecraft was fun too, bro. Mm-hmm. We were vibing out. I got a little bit better now that I had a mouse that yeah. actually worked. Um Danny still killed me in one of the mini games. <laughs> like I see you, bro. <laughs> just one embodied me. That's um, that is,
0: like just a good vibe. A good like brain brain killer mm-hmm. like or what's the word for it? Brain relaxer mm-hmm. not to think about it you just do whatever you want to do man It's mm-hmm. fun yeah but i was so confused half the game man i was <laughs> like i don't know what's
1: going on we did the master builder game bro so whack so whack we had to make headphones and i was just throwing stuff because i didn't know how to build so i was like okay if i throw if i throw the black wool together with like that was such a
0: good idea i was like that makes sense but that's not how that works yeah it
1: didn't blend together i was like it should blend together then i'll pick it back up and then build it but no i just had no clue bro
0: that's the smartest way to do the dumbest thing
1: bro exactly (laughs) i was getting so technical with it and i ended up building nothing it said my building didn't qualify so i just (laughs) put on everybody else's Yeah,
0: heck yeah dude
1: Connor should have done my development for me bro
0: yeah should have done the forms bro I could have gotten the forms done for exactly. you exactly WB36 buyer agency agreement mm-hmm. sign that <laughs> <laughs>
1: just to make headphones mm-hmm. um, but yeah such good vibes all around
0: What uh? let's talk about the bookstore, man
1: bro okay so I needed some books to read next um, because I finished my Jordan B. Peterson oh, book right. last night bro hey give me some I thought I had another 90 pages to read, but I was counting, like, the, uh, the index or whatever it's called mm-hmm. afterwards. So I only had 70, and I read that um, starting at, like, nine ten last night, finished it at ten forty five. Yeah, it was, finishing that book felt like such an accomplishment, bro. Such an accomplishment. And there was, I'm glad, like, I didn't slack off and just push to finish it. Instead, I was, like, paying attention because there were a lot of a lot of really interesting lessons and thoughts that I came across in the last um, two chapters. But um, but yeah, I was working at that for a while. Mm-hmm. It's a big book, um, but I'm done with that. So I got two books in advance to help me like keep up to my goal that I was gonna finish Jordan B. Pearson on Sunday. I got a book called To The Summit. Mm. Really interesting book. Um, it's, I wanna say it's Japanese poems, but I forget the way it's written, the name of it. There's a specific name for it. Um, but the back of the book, it was it was like a one of the excerpts from the book. It was a poem, and it was like, if you could live your life again, or if you were told you had to live your life again, would you be able to do it? If you told you to live your life again a thousand times or a million times, would you be able to do it? Exactly how you're living it right now. And I was like, Wow, okay, that's pretty deep. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I picked up that one. I'm really excited for them I'm going to start it tonight. So, good vibes. Um, and I got Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is a book Danny suggested to me months ago, and I haven't gotten a chance to pick up yet. So I got that. So
0: so good. Yeah. It's one of those books you're going to reread. Mm-hmm. Definitely.
1: Mm-hmm. Good vibes. So what uh, What books did you get?
0: Ooh, so I got another Rich Dad, Poor Dad book, but I got the one with Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, Called Why We Want You to Be Rich. Mm-hmm. I just read like the beginning of it. I think that's going to be my next one after I finish this one right now, Amon. Mm-hmm. But it's the first, the intro, the first page was like a conversation about why they did that book. Mm-hmm. And it was because Robert Kiyosaki, the rich dad, poor dad original author, was like, I'm a millionaire, cool, mm-hmm. but I want to see what a billionaire did. And he got rich much younger than I did, Donald Trump. Mm. And I want to see what we did. And he's like, oh, we shouldn't have written this book together or something like that. <laughs> I can't remember why he said it. It was for a good reason. Yeah. Like, because we're calling out all these things that should be happening. Mm-hmm. It's a very unpopular book. Like, I've never, in terms of I've never really seen it recommended to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that because people are like, do you know what Ryan Holiday is?
1: That sounds super familiar.
0: He does Daily Stoic. Okay. He talks about yeah. stoicism all the time. He said, read the books that nobody reads. Because you'll learn more than than the average person, which I guess is a good way of thinking about it. But if mm-hmm. you're reading, like, picture books, you know, get your own lessons.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a picture's worth a thousand words.
0: Yeah, but, um, and then I picked up another one. It was, like, A Hundred Habits or something that successful people do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be more just, like, a book I don't necessarily take notes on and sift through or, like, really digest all in the first go. It's a smaller book, so I can go back through it a few times, mm-hmm. which I'm excited to do. But um, yeah, bro, I'm excited for you to start reading. I really want to read that Summit book, mm-hmm. so you better get that <laughs> book going. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, yeah, I'm really, really excited for that book. It's just about why it's important to have an ideal and important to live um, and orient your life towards an ideal. So I'm really excited about that one. It's going to be good.
0: Yeah. So back to Tinder. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. What else, man? What else has has come up to the our pathway of conversations? It's been interesting. We're not talking about the marriage thing yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know you want to, but
1: Do you want to talk about that at some point or just skip it?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, once mm-hmm. we get married. Okay, but Like I said to justice, I don't like I really don't like talking about things I'm not experienced in. Uh-huh. And giving an opinion. I can only talk about it from like a regular logical standpoint. Like you shouldn't spend the money on this because it's bad for you. Mm-hmm. Like Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So you you'd uh does that mean you think you'd have to experience the pitfalls of whatever thing you're doing before you advise against them? Or you're just saying you don't want to get into an area of study that you've never experienced. Well
0: so what we're talking about is like prenups, yeah. And I think in my in my case, it would just be like being married. What it, like when I come to that situation? Did I sign a prenup or did I not sign mm-hmm. a prenup? So like that, like do I have to go through a divorce? To <laughs> have a conversation about? It? I don't think so. <laughs> nah, but yeah, something like that. Okay, that makes mm-hmm. sense.
1: No, I I agree with that too. Um, I do think really interesting conversations can happen, probably because. Both people are ignorant when you discuss a topic neither one of you have experienced Mm. because then you like Mm. go into that topic and then either people give you feedback who have experienced it or you look at different examples that you've seen around you of it and then base your judgments off of that. So I think it's, I think it's a great source for education is to just show your ignorance to the world and say, teach me.
0: (laughs) I like that. I like that. I guess we could talk about it if you want. I mean, I'm down. Yeah. All right. We can do that. Only people that are gonna have experience listening to it are my mom and dad, like with being married. So yeah, I mean, I could definitely get insights on that. Um, so go ahead and tell them what you brought up to me.
1: Okay, it was a video that I was watching. Steve Harvey was talking to three different women about whether or not signing a prenup is a good idea before marriage, and one woman agreed. She was like, "Yeah, definitely sign a prenup." And then the two others disagreed, and they were like, "No." You shouldn't sign a prenup. And then the rest of the video is just about arguments they were presenting um, for why or why not. Um, And there were a lot of really, really interesting points that they were making that I was talking to Danny about on the way to lunch today. Um, One of them was the two women who were not in favor of signing a prenup. They were like, yeah, you shouldn't have a plan B for a relationship. You shouldn't have a plan B for a marriage because that that indicates that you're not 100% in on plan A. And Steve Harvey agreed with him. He was like, yeah, you shouldn't have a plan B. Like that just, again, that shows lack of commitment. And if you aren't committed, then don't get into the relationship, the partnership in the first place. And I told Danny, I was like, that makes no sense. Mm -hmm. That literally makes no sense to say no plan B. You have a plan B in every other area of your life. You should have a plan B in every other area of your life. That doesn't show a lack of commitment. That just shows that you're being smart about it. That just shows that you know, no matter how committed you are to something, there's always that chance something doesn't work out. I can be 100% committed to being a lawyer going into corporate law. There's a chance I could get a bad grade on the, um, on the LSAT and not get into the university I wanna get into. So I can plan for that. That doesn't mean that's gonna happen, But it means I can plan for that, say, okay, I'm going to look at these schools that I really want to go to. I'm also going to have knowledge of other ones, depending on what grade range they would accept on the LSAT. Um, I don't think it shows a lack of commitment. I think it's just about being smart. You know, Mm -hmm.
0: so can we go off topic for a sec? What have you done recently that like you had a plan B, but you still fully committed to the option A and you achieved option A? because people will say well he's not going to be fully committed he's not going to be obsessed with getting option A. So where do you think in your life recently that like you had option A and mm-hmm. you really wanted to get option A, but you had an option B too mm-hmm. to fall back on in case but you were obsessed with option A and you got option A.
1: Hm. It's a good question. Um I'm going to relate it to books mm-hmm. just cuz why not. Um so I had my Jordan B Peterson book that I was reading but It's a big book for anyone who's read it. It's 12 essays of various links, normally um, 20 to 50 pages per essay. Um, And the book itself is big, so whatever. I had that book and then I had the the book Danny gave me for my birthday, The Greeks and Their Gods, which Mm -hmm. I read the first chapter of that one and then I read the second chapter the day after and I was really, really into that book but I told myself, I was like, no, I'm going to read the first one. I'm going to read Jeremy Peterson, finish that book. Um, if I'm not interested in certain part of the books, I'll skip a chapter or I'll skip a couple pages, but I want to finish that book um, because I'm committed to finishing that book and learning the lessons from it. And then I want to start the second book. Um, and, and yeah, I have plan B plan B was a book I probably would have well, not probably would have. I'm going to enjoy a lot, but in that moment, I probably would have enjoyed as well. Um, but I told myself, I was like, no, you're just going to finish this book first and then move on. So I I don't know if that's a good correlation or example, but that's just the one that came to the top of my head.
2: Mm.
0: So then use the, uh, I love this example with the car insurance mm-hmm. on the prenup thing.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was was talking to Danny about it. I was like, it's it's a lot like car insurance. Like, you don't get car insurance because you're going to get in an accident or because you're planning on crashing into somebody else's car and (laughs) driving (laughs) off the highway. That's not why you get car insurance. You get car insurance in case, in a worst case scenario. Car insurance is there for hopefully the unideal situation where something bad does happen when you're driving, where somebody gets hurt, where your car gets damaged. Um, and that's, uh, that's how I view a prenup. Like it's, it's not a, it doesn't show a lack of commitment. I think it's, again, just being smart about it. It's like insurance in a marriage. Um, if somehow you get married to somebody you really, really love, um, you fall out of love, which I think is an interesting phrase that isn't a topic for another discussion. Um, you fall out of love. You want to make the process as smooth as possible for both parties. And a prenup is the way to make it smooth. You don't want to figure those things out, figure out those details once you're both mad at each other, once you're both arguing over everything. Mm-hmm. Um, once there's all that resentment and bitterness, you don't want to do that. You want to have it figured out beforehand to make it as smooth as possible. For not only yourselves, but for everyone else involved in your life, the potential family, your current family, your friends. Yeah, you just you just want it to be smooth. Mm-hmm
0: like the insurance with the car thing it's like <laughs> it's like being like well you're not committed to driving safely. like no like <laughs> option a is drive safe <laughs> option b is i get in a car crash mm-hmm. no well no option a is i don't get in a car crash option b is i get in a car crash but i have insurance so i'm mm-hmm. covered another yeah. person is covered too and we're like good to go like having a prenup is like i don't know because that's going to be a certain scenario when it comes up for me and my future wife so i mean as of right now i'm signing that prenup Mm -hmm. depending on what the situation is obviously but in all of it overall the reason i would want to sign a prenup is just so let's say my wife turns out to be the person that i didn't expect her to be just like manipulative and somehow i got into that state where i let her which i wouldn't know how i would allow her to do that mm-hmm. but you know it's like then again there's like there you go option b like what mm-hmm. if she is somehow like that mm-hmm. and then you know she takes everything from me and from my kids for herself and she leaves my kids nothing or she just doesn't care and she leaves and she leaves me with the kids which would be the biggest blessing in that scenario would be mm-hmm. me i get my kids but i get nothing else mm-hmm. i take that whatever yeah you can have all the money in the world, but I'm having my kids. I don't care what you say. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't trade that. I'd rather have it that way, but then let's say like we do the half half thing with the kids in the case of a divorce, and she takes all my or half my stuff, and she doesn't use it wisely and she teaches my kids wasteless spending in a scenario of free money mm-hmm. right That's not okay like that's not allowed, so I guess it is kind of in the situation, but that's a little bit of my. Opinion on that one? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Dude, just moved his microphone. <laughs> he just stopped talking and just moved it like three feet away from his face. Like I was in an interview with you. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I agree with you. I think. um, What I have another question. They the conversation came up where they were like, "What if a man or a woman is earning?" six figures before they get in the relationship what if they're financially established and the other partner isn't should that count towards a prenup should it be 100 percent of what i had beforehand i get to keep um what how do you how do you think about or what do you think about that topic
0: yeah (laughs) so okay well then i guess that's a different consideration so Mm -hmm. like the thing that my dad was able to bless my mom, my and me, and my brother with was, while she was raising us for the first, I think I want to say six to ten years of our lives, mm-hmm. she didn't really have to work too much because my dad, you know, pulled a load so he could, so she could stay home with us, and of course my dad was always there too. Mm-hmm. But what I mean is that she, he made an agreement where she didn't have to work, so in that scenario in a different marriage um, let's say beforehand like that yeah that's a tough one because mm-hmm. well okay she. if let's say the, the guy has nothing and the chick is the girl is financially stable mm-hmm. the lady is financially stable um, and he comes in planning on being just a stay at home dad mm-hmm. and then getting divorced is that is that justifiable that now he's planning to be a stay-at-home dad, not work, be mm-hmm. with the kids all the time, and then all of a sudden they get divorced, and she says, no, you don't get anything, and now he's just left out on the street, and he has to somehow be with these kids half the time without any any backup, mm-hmm. right? That seems a little bit unfair, but I guess that is kind of each their own.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's an, it's an interesting discussion all around. Um, there was one other part of it where they, they had a discussion about like men and women valuing different things in a partner and is that wrong or is that right? Um, it was weird, but they were like, um, oh, these are, these were the women talking. Um, they were like, oh, um, men are intimidated by ambitious women men are intimidated by high-earning women that's why their um, relationship rates marriage rates all those things are much lower than a successful man mm-hmm. um, like men men feel insecure if they're with a successful woman um, and I thought it was interesting because they're almost casting a a bad light on different needs. It's like, they're pretty much saying because we value, I'm not saying all women, but let's say them three, let's say this is a case. There's pretty much saying because we value a higher earning male who we know can take care of us, take care of the family that we're going to have um, ideally together, um, like support us through all of that, support himself as well. That men should want, the exact same thing that we want men should want a successful woman men should want a a higher earning woman who can take care of them as well and i was like i don't think that makes that much sense like men and women value different things and that's okay like for (laughs) let's say my wife wants someone who earns my future wife (laughs) thankfully let's say that she wants someone that's a higher earner that's not a care for me I'm going to be taking care of my family I know that much and I'm going to be um, going to be successful but I'm I care more about family values I want someone who's going to put her family first someone who's going to take care of the family no matter what um, and how how can I expect her to do that if she has a horrible relationship with her current family that was another part that came up. They were like um, you, you guys say you want, this was a guy responding to it. He was like, you guys say that you want a successful man. while well, you aren't successful. I was like, that doesn't make much sense. But then he was like, you guys say you want a man that cares about his family, but you guys don't. The last time you called your mom was six months ago. You guys hate your siblings. Mm. You hate your extended family. I was like, that's a really interesting point. Yeah. Um. That was the last part of the discussion that I just I just found fascinating because I like hearing people's perspectives on stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that, those are my opinions coupled with what I what I observed. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on that last piece?
0: You know, it's it's uh, I like the thing about different values, mm-hmm. but each relationship is going to have a different value. So I don't think it's men and women separately because mm-hmm. you know, there's okay. Let's do three scenarios. The man is the owner, the earner, the wife isn't the earner. So the man, he wants other women for her to be a great mother, have good family ties, like you said. Mm -hmm. And with the women, he wants or she wants him to be able to have the the guts to tell his boss when he can leave, like to be, you know, the man Mm -hmm. and come home and, and see the kids and go to work but still be able to provide and, and on the weekends spend time with the family so mm-hmm. he, she wants that of him then let's say it's switched it's the woman who's the earner and the man who's not now it's switched she wants him to be a good family ties and mm-hmm. be a great father great parent great role model mm-hmm. take care of the family and then now he wants her to be able to tell her boss when sh- she can get off or have mm-hmm. the guts to do that so it's switched and then let's say they're both the earners now they're both kind of like Listen, today's a sixty for me, man. It's tough. Like I'm having I need a you need, I need somebody to make it up for me. The person's like, Okay, well, you know what I got I'll get you forty percent. I'll take care of the kids, mm-hmm. get them ready for dinner. And then you can read a bedtime story. You can just relax right now. Like mm-hmm. they need to you, they need to be able to make it up where the other one can't, right?
1: Situation for neither of them
0: are earners. <laughs> it's a situation for the, neither of them are earners, you yeah. know, then like they're you know, they made the wrong choice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They both want, (laughs) that's where they're living up to an ideal. They both want the ideal partner. It's like, I want someone who earns and can take care of the family. The other person's like, I want someone who earns and can take care of the family as well. And then neither of them do either of those things, which is, that's ironic. But um, but yeah, I agree. It's a lot about what you're coming in with. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's wrong for men not to value a high-earning woman typically or value a woman who's high earning specifically because she's high earning? I think. Yeah, you know, but
0: let's okay. Let's speak on our own opinions. Like in terms of what would you want out of your wife? Since you're going to be the earner, what would you want her to be?
1: Well, I said like strong family values. Mm-hmm. Um, someone who can take care of the family. Um. That's the big one. I I don't often think about
2: mm-hmm.
1: wife values because I'm a long ways from being married, but. For family values, I I tie a lot into that with how she interacts with our family, um, our kids, how she interacts with her extended family and my extended family, um, how patient she is, how kind she is, how caring she is, um, those kinds of things. I, I I tie a lot into that, mm-hmm. but um, that's that's the big one that always comes like right to the forefront of my mind. Yeah. What about you?
0: um the other thing i'll say is like i wish not wish but just basically copy what my parents did what my dad was able to do for my mom and what my mom was able to do for my dad Mm -hmm. like my dad provides for the family so that my mom doesn't have to worry about it she can work part-time however much she wants to so she can take care of us and i want to be able to do that Mm -hmm. i'm going to be able to do what my dad did and provide for my wife so she can be home with the kids mm-hmm. for five, 10, however long she wants to be home. I mean, if she wants to go work, go work, mm-hmm. but I'd rather have her at home with the kids than some babysitter mm-hmm. raising my kids. Mm-hmm. And of course I want to be like my dad making it back in time for bath time, no matter what, and always being there no matter what on the weekend, setting things up, mm-hmm. having fun with them like that. Moments like that. I don't remember because I was a baby, but moments like that, I looked at back on now and it's like, that's probably, that's the highest, that's probably the most rewarding thing you can do as a provider in the family, man or woman, mm-hmm. is give your spouse the ability to raise your kids mm-hmm. and have you be able to raise your kids too, the mm-hmm. freedom. So yeah, that would be for me. Like Obviously the family, everything plays into that, but mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing is me. So basically it's on me. Like I need to be able to, like you said, be able to provide so she can do that, though yeah. it's stuff be yeah. able to raise those kids turns out justice is raising my kids <laughs> <laughs>
1: Danny and his wife are both earning and i'm just the babysitter
0: <laughs> that wouldn't be
1: horrible i don't think Me raising your kids
0: you raising my kids no yeah. no that'd be fun man
1: uncle justice dude that'd be hilarious <laughs> bro i'm trying to be a kid's godfather i don't know how that stuff works like what is godmother and godfather do you know Man, all I know is
0: that, like, if I'm your kid's godfather, when I'm your kid's godfather, like, I'm having a special room for them to walk in. I'll be like, come here. <laughs> Tell your godfather what you need. And it'd be like some, <laughs> like some fake godfather movie stuff. <laughs> yeah, first you'd be like. You're like, like yeah. Danny, you're not, stop. You're not even Italian. I'm like, come here. <laughs> <laughs> come give godfather a kiss on the hand, man.
1: First question, you're like, how's your mom? <laughs> <laughs>
0: raise your kids to say that <laughs> how's your mom
1: <laughs> bro i'm gonna raise my kids to say how you doing when they're six six. Oh and yeah a little
0: kid they'll be like
1: hey how you doing
0: I'll be like. we're gonna have like these funny joking ideas <laughs> that we're gonna see each other when our kids are raised up a little bit mm-hmm. and like i thought Justice or okay, like i think it was you like our kids gonna be wearing white feeders and yeah. gold <laughs> chains That's we like show up <laughs> our, both our kids are doing that and we're like Hey, you he did
1: it. Yeah. It. No, I was <laughs> like, me and Danny, like, don't see each other for, like, two, three years for career reasons. And then, like, we meet up after we have, like, two, three kids or mm-hmm. whatever. um, And, like, our sons, like, line up with each other. As me and Danny come up to each other. And, like, both of them or all of them are all wearing, like, black and white wife beaters. <laughs> and got the hair slicked back and gold cross-enclosed. <laughs> and we're just like, oh, we
2: had the same idea, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, that'd be funny. And then my brother's
0: kids come in just good. Good little OCD accountants, mm-hmm. pilots. Just hey, everybody. <laughs> like it's like, how you doing, your mom Are <laughs> 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 so kids on, aggressive. Play some football, <laughs> huh? What you looking at me like that for? Why you looking at me like
1: that? <laughs> I think my little boys are like, hey, I'm trying to play some tackle football. <laughs> 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 trying to play some tackle, and then girls' kids are like, oh, we didn't bring knee pads. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: He, he, like he lays the kid out he goes and tell like one of our family or whatever members kids goes and lays out he gets laid out and like goes and tells on him mm-hmm. he's like oh he's a rat huh oh he's a s- <laughs> sneaky little cheesy and rat <laughs> bro that video was legendary kid pulls out like a wood chip looks like a shiv <laughs>
1: you take care of this man okay take you on a- come on uh, come take a ride with me <laughs> uh, my kid falls in the dirt just grabs a towel just starts wiping his hands <laughs> he so like, just grabs a towel out of nowhere, like where's he just Out that? of his back pocket, he starts wiping his hands. Where did he get that? <laughs> hey, where did that come from? It's got some red stains on it. Yeah. Is that ketchup? Is that ketchup? I, think that's I blood. smell it
0: from here, bro. I think that's blood. <laughs> it's like, but he's not bleeding. Don't worry about it. Jesus. <laughs>
1: Five and a half. Just like, don't worry about. It.
0: <laughs> you go and, you go and enjoy. You're going to enjoy your your time. Okay, go enjoy the parent table. Oh. I'll be there in a second. I'm going to take your seat. You're going <laughs> to warm my seat up for me, yeah? I'll be like, yeah, yes, sir. Okay.
1: <laughs> Kid starts bossing me around by the time he's seven. It's like, oh, yes, 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 whatever you need. Whatever you need. <laughs> <laughs> so fucked. So whack. Oh. So whack. Bro. Oh, I didn't even ask the question yet.
0: That's yeah, fine. We got, we got time. About halfway. Okay. But. So I'll explain it while he's pulling it up. Once again, this is the question of the week. Justice and I bring up topics um, each week, we switch off. Last week was my topic, um, it's this week is his topic. I have no idea what he's gonna ask and he kinda just really thought of this the last couple of days, mm-hmm. so he hasn't really been thinking about it at all. Um, and yeah, so it's just trying to keep everything organic and, uh, and yeah,
1: so let's take yeah. it away, boy. Serious or non-serious? I like interesting questions that like seem non-serious but can become serious, mm-hmm. those are my favorite. Um, we'll see. We'll see about this one. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, I don't know why this one came to mind, but we're just going to roll with it. My question is what scene from a movie have you had the strongest emotional reaction to? And you can interpret emotional reaction however you want. It can be inspiring, it can be just straight up sad, it can be um, even. I don't know, some love scene. I don't, <laughs> I don't
0: know. bro. Yeah. So some like emo like you know, like you know, love. Like if you're, yeah. you're like oh, so romantic. Mm-hmm. You wanna bounce off, so I do one, you do one. We just go back
1: and forth. Yeah, if we can come up with them that fast.
0: Alright. <laughs> I, I could think of a pretty good one right now. Okay, so sad emotional like kind of like sad, but like a good sad emotional, right? Mm-hmm. Uh I do not like this movie only because I've seen it so many times, but uh Warrior. Mm -hmm. tom hardy and the other dude don't remember his name but it was about two brothers who end up fighting like this ufc tournament the one brother like lost he's like losing his house he's a teacher and the other one just beat down kind of a tough dude mean Mm -hmm. doesn't care about the world doesn't care about anybody just wants to beat the heck out of people which he does in the movie It's tom hardy that's his character it's sick Mm -hmm. but at the end man like They're fighting in the ring against each other, like, the final match. And Tom Hardy breaks his, like, he gets his arm broken in, like, an arm bar. Mm-hmm. And he keeps going round after round with his broken arm. Yeah. And finally, the other brother has him in a chokehold. It's like, Tommy, it's okay. I love you. Like, this is the first time he said I love you to the kid in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, the first time they've kind of, like, attached to each other. And then Tommy finally taps, like, and I was, like, just bawling my eyes out, bro. Because, <laughs> like... Me and Griff, man, we used to go at it with each other. Yeah. Like, we didn't always like each other too much. Probably because I was always trying to prove myself, and he just didn't, like, he was just whatever. He's just <laughs> my, he's just an older brother. So seeing that scene, I was like, dang, man, like, that's, like, love, right? That's tough love. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think back, we were talking about, like, me getting choked out when I was younger by my brother. He, we used to play non-contact sports, and we made him contact for some reason, <laughs> so he could just lay me out. Just
1: play tennis, <laughs> he just laid
0: you out for him. bro basketball he used to lay me out into the 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 basketball hoop pole for the fun of it we used to like swing on each other too i used to come come home bro i used to wake up early get laid out (laughs) come home come home get choked out five times in the basement like you got no clue (laughs) oh bro yeah so i i I love that one just because it made me feel closer to my brother and just like appreciate him more yeah so
1: shout out griff Mm mm-hmm that's a good one. I've never seen that movie.
0: It, uh, yeah, watch it once. Don't watch it 37 times <laughs> like I have with my brother and my dad.
1: <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's that sounds like a great scene, bro. Um, The first one that comes to mind, have you seen Logan, the Wolverine movie? Mm-mm, no. How familiar are you with, like, Wolverine and the X-Men? Very familiar. Okay. So, bro, Logan's death scene, that Got me, bro. Okay. So it's somewhat in the future. Do you know who Profess you know who Professor X is, right? Yeah. Okay, so he has the movie set is pretty much he has some kind of seizure, I guess. Because he's so powerful, he killed the rest of the X Men with the seizure besides Logan, because Logan has a healing ability. Um, and if I get these details wrong, somebody who's more more nerdy than me you can correct them. But so Logan's just there with Professor X and they're the last two surviving. Um, Logan's healing power is kind of fading away because he's been alive for a couple hundred years at that point. Mm-hmm. So his power um, his powers fading. And then Professor X is just like, yeah, he's got some, something wrong with his head. Um, so the bad guys, they are using Logan's blood to make other mutants with Logan's abilities. So they make a little girl and they pretty much call him call her Logan's daughter. So Logan ends up running all across different states with this girl and with Professor X, trying to protect her from the bad guys because they're after her to put her back in a cage to uh to put a collar on her to make her pretty much a mercenary or whatever. Um so Logan's running all around. He has to take her to this camp with kids, like her. Um I think they call it Eden, which is pretty dope. So Long story short, they get there, but they get there after Professor X gets killed. The bad guys make an adult version of Wolverine, but much younger, and he kills Professor X. Um, So that's just Logan and the girl. They get there. um, The bad guys come. The the kids are trying to get across the border to get to safety. The bad guys come, start attacking the kids. Logan drinks this serum that revives his powers for a bit, for only a couple minutes, goes after them protects the kids but ends up getting killed by the other version of him that was created by the bad guys. Mm-hmm. The girl kills, his daughter kills the mockery of him or the copy of him and so then the, it's just the daughter and Logan left. Long explanation, my bad, it wasn't super clear. But, so Logan ends up dying um, and two things struck struck me in that scene. First, in a previous movie, when Logan was a lot younger, he was talking to this, this uh, Japanese chick. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she had a vision. She said, you will die with your entire world in your hands. And he died holding his daughter's hand. Dang. And I was like, oh, I'm getting chills right now from that, bro. Oh, yeah, it was. It was beautiful. Another thing was like how resentful he was towards a girl because she like came out of nowhere and just ruined his already ruined life. Mm-hmm. He was suffering as is, his entire life was suffering. And she just came and made it 10 times worse, even more than that. Um, and like in that moment, then they had like, I wanna say their first real connection and it was the moment that he died. And he was like, um, so this is what it's like to be a parent, to care for someone as deeply as he did um yeah bro that was <laughs> i definitely shed some man tears not even man tears just tears bro that was yeah it was it was hard for me mm-hmm. it was hard for me that was a beautiful scene beautiful movie too my favorite movie all time i think so yeah
0: mm-hmm. Ooh, so next one okay i have Two triumphant ones. Mm-hmm. One of them is Troy. It's just, it's just so cool. Like bad ass. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. <laughs> and it's in Troy with Brad Pitt when they're raiding the beach of mm-hmm. Troy, and he's just everybody's watching him. He's just killing everybody in front of the uh, stat. And so the, in front of the temple of Apollo mm-hmm. at the end, he throws a spear at Hector and purposely misses, and kills the dude behind him. Mm-hmm. And he cuts off the statue's head of Apollo as like a sign like it's some it was some deeper meaning, like oh like apollo guides us or he sees for us and he cuts the head off so he can't see i was like dang <laughs> and the second one would be uh tombstone when doc holiday comes out of the thing and because johnny ringo challenges wyatt Earp, which is where i get my middle name from wyatt mm-hmm. he challenges him to like a, a duel it's like western cowboy stuff and he's like why you're not going to come or whatever and Doc Holiday pretends to be more sick than he is because he has tuberculosis. And then ends up being Doc that shows up. And he's like, and, Do- and uh, Johnny Ringo didn't see it at first. He's like, oh, I didn't think you had it in you. And then Doc walks out of the shower. He's like, I'm your Huckleberry. <laughs> I love that, bro. He just, <laughs> oh, bro. He's, that line he does like a couple times at the movie. That's but, raw. Yeah, those are my two triumphant, just bad ASS.
1: Triumphant ones. Huh.
0: It doesn't have to be triumphant. It could just be, like, whatever.
1: Oh, true. Well, I, I will use a triumphant example. Rocky Four, bro. Mm. Pretty much from the start of his training to the end of the movie, that one, so inspiring. Mm-hmm. So inspiring. Literally right afterwards, I went down in the basement and started, like, hitting the speed bag and the punching bag, even though I didn't do anything and didn't go back down the second day. Oh, man, that movie was inspiring. Just how hardcore the training was and then the fact that he was fighting for his friend that got killed, Apollo. Um, he ends up winning, but then he doesn't take that as a moment to be stuck up or to be like, I beat you! Mm-hmm. You're finished! He's like, oh. He gives some, like, speech or whatever about, like, oh, the countries, the Russia and the U.S. need to just forgive each other and come together. Um mm-hmm. Like, it's better for us two to fight here than for the countries to face each other. So use this as... Just um, a reason to not fight each other, it was beautiful, bro, beautiful, definitely inspiring,
0: mm-hmm mm. what other kind of what other emotions did you bring up like
1: motivational, maybe ooh yeah, you can do motivational or slash inspiring mm mm-hmm.
0: ooh, shout out uh griffin dad in this one invincible with mark Wahlberg. you ever seen that movie Mm-mm. true story about a a bartender who's 33 years old in the 80s and he played like three four years of high school football no college football mm-hmm. ends up becoming pro at on the philadelphia eagles after like an open tryout when they were so garbage mm-hmm. yeah so the whole movie like that's yeah that's just so motivational mm-hmm. yeah
1: mm. You can call me for this one. Um, Toy Story 3, bro. You've seen that one? Oh, yeah. man. Can I spoil the last I, scene? I'm never going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I have uh, I have seven younger siblings, so that's why I've seen all of these Disney movies. Don't need to justify it. Th- it yeah, bro. it doesn't matter. Like, They're also dope, bro. Good, good trilogy. <laughs> Best trilogy possibly in movies. Um, so not really. <laughs> he's like no the rocky one, bro. Um anyway, so the last scene um Andy the kid who's had Woody and Buzz and all the rest of the toys, he's grown up, he's going off to college. And there's this girl named Bonnie, which is my mom's name which is actually kind of dope. Um so there's this girl named Bonnie who's introduced in the movie um who finds Woody and then just takes care of him as if it's her own toy. Um and then you come to find out that Andy and Bonnie know each other by the end of the movie. And then Andy comes and gives all of his toys away to Bonnie. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm going off to college. I don't need these anymore. Um, He puts every toy in there besides Woody. He leaves Woody in a box in his car. He's going to take Woody to college. <laughs> so cause just the connection that they had is his first toy that he loved. So, um, yeah, it was it was pretty cool, but. He's go he takes this box, sits in the yard with Bonnie, and he just grabs out each toy one by one and explains like who the toy is and like the connection he's had with it. It's a beautiful scene, bro. He gets to the bottom of the box. Um, he thinks he's done. And then Bonnie grabs the box. She's like, Woody! And Woody was in the bottom of the box. Like he the toys are alive, so he snuck in the box. He was like, Oh, I'm gonna be with the rest of the toys. And she like reaches for him and Andy pulls Woody back. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he's gonna keep him. And then he's like, he looks at Woody. He just talks about like how much Woody means to him and how much he meant to him growing up, how much he still means to him now. And he's like, you promised to take good care of him and then gives Bonnie Woody.
0: Uh, And then
1: it's, bro, I got mad emotional during that scene. There were people who were crying in the theaters over that scene. mm -hmm. Oh, and then Andy gets in his car, like smiles at his toys and then drives off. And then... Like Woody sees him driving off. He's like so long partner. Damn. Like that's what they called each other. And it was like Yeah,
0: that got me. That's rough. That bro. got me, Why bro. Why are you crying right now? <laughs> I'm not, bro. Cap. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no. Such a good scene. Such a beautiful end of the trilogy. The fourth one doesn't count as a movie. Mm-hmm. Fourth one's crap, but yeah. Oh, bro. That was a good scene.
0: Yeah. What about um? Goodfellas, the scene where Pauly says to uh, Henry, he's like, now I got to turn my back on you. Mm. you remember that? <laughs> that one hit me, bro. Like, that one hit me so hard because it made me think, like, be like Polly, man. Don't let nobody... Like, you give people... He gave Henry a chance. Like, he's like, I know you were selling drugs in prison, mm-hmm. but now you're not going to. And Henry continues to do so behind his back. And then finally, he... Goes to Paulie after, like, he gets arrested again. Mm-hmm. So I need help. And is like, no. He's like, here's $2,500 or something like that. And then he says, now I got to turn my back on you. And I was like, that just means, like, you give people a second chance, but you never give them one more. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, even no matter how close they are to you, family's a different story. But I'm saying, like, business-wise. Like, mm-hmm. You give them a second chance. You give them a chance to improve. They don't do it. Turn your back on them and never look back yeah because then henry ended up writing them out anyways a mm-hmm. little sneaky
1: little cheesy and right <laughs> <laughs> that scene did get me bro it taught me that like everyone has a limit you have people in your life that you not you but i know everyone has these people that you you kind of take for granted you mm-hmm. take for granted how kind they are to you, you yeah take for granted the things they do for you um you get to a point where you disrespect them and you don't feel bad about it you disrespect them to their face or you disrespect them to people around you um Everyone has a limit, and you, you can, (laughs) you can push and pull after that limit, but bro, it's like a door that says, "Pull only," but it's push. Mm -hmm. You ain't getting in that door. Yeah, you ain't getting in. You ain't getting another chance after that. Everyone has a limit, so don't take people for granted. Don't take what they do for you for granted, whether or not they say, "I forget about it." Don't forget about it.
0: No matter how small, too. Exactly. Even if it literally is just someone that says hi to you every day. There could be one day where they don't say hi to you and all of a sudden you're like, wow. Mm-hmm. They, they like, that. I took that for granted. It, it, You know, as much as it seemed like it was just a daily routine, now it's like, I miss that. hmm Yeah.
1: Man. <laughs> 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 you both <to> start bawling. <laughs> yeah.
0: Any other movies? <sighs> um... For some reason, I just forgot all the movies I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> right when you asked that question, I can only think of like five. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: I'll just say one scene that was cool: Ghost Rider, oh. when the old dude's on the horse and Ghost Rider's on his motorcycle.
0: Sam Elliott, yes, bro, Morgan, that, uh, Morgan Earp.
1: Exactly. That uh, that scene gave me chills because the scene in my mind, the movie was for if we're basing it on, like, current Marvel movies or just movies in general, it wasn't too spectacular. Like, there were some scenes I liked a lot, but, like, some of it I just was like, ah, eh, that's kind of cheesy. Like, the, the main dude, the main bad guy... The three antagonists were whack. Yeah, the antagonists were whack, and antagonists sometimes make and break a movie for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, the, antagon- <laughs> the main dude, he was just acting like he was on, like, Broadway or something. Yeah. Like, it was a stage performance. You know I mean? ha, 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 ha. You'd just be saying all of his lines so clearly.
0: Yeah. And then, like, the water dude. I didn't mess with the <laughs> water dude. It was just, just slurpy noises Bro, all Bro, those place. dudes
1: just got bodied. <laughs> Bro, we got to
0: go to San
1: Vanganza. Exactly. Um, so the antagonists <laughs> were whack, but the scene where um they figure out the old ghost rider was the dude who was in the cemetery the whole time. And then they're both riding to... Um, riding right to wherever the bad guy is together and the old one's on a horse and then the horse is on fire and then <laughs> ghost rides on his motorcycle so cool bro
0: bro that scene is so good
1: that scene is so dope
0: yeah that's a good question that's a good one i like that one i was like oh he's gonna ask me something super philosophical <laughs> <laughs> i like that one that's a good question all right bro you want to wrap it up
1: yeah yeah it's a good time no time like the present it's called a present because it is a present. This goes on a 45-minute rant about <laughs> the past, present, and future. Oh goodness. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, man. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast um, a little bit more than the last one. <laughs> 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 and, uh, and the other ones, too. man. We hope we, we're constantly improving. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's not your favorite one, we hope that, like you're continuing to enjoy them and find something in there that you remember. Mm-hmm. one or two little tidbits doesn't have to be something motivational just could be like oh yeah I remember that movie something mm-hmm. like that you know anything you gotta say
1: no just again as always thank you for the support thank you for the people who give us suggestions thank you for the people who just say great job thank you for the people who uh, who reach out just to tell us about the podcast like it means a lot Mm-hmm. It means a lot to me for sure and for Danny too
0: yeah man all right Anything else? Nah, bro. All right, man. This has been uh, ACG Podcast signing off. Shout out my homie Ryan Hildebrand, bro. Love you, bro. Um, We hope you guys uh, keep listening to this one, and uh, we'll see you next time.
3: Look in the mirror Wanna change my clothes My hair, my face And I ain't gettin' nowhere I'm just livin' in a dump like this There's something happening somewhere Baby, I just know